Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a crazy revenge story turned international. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, do not drink and drive. Lots of decades ago, my wife and I were driving from San Francisco to LA on I-5 late one night. Just cresting the Tejon Pass, there's a rest stop that most found a very welcome sight after hundreds of miles of nothing and dang few lose. We're just getting back to our car when two 20-somethings pull up in a Smokey and the Bandit special, blaring bad rock out of K-marked speakers and proceed to empty at least three paper grocery bags full of beer cans into the dumpster. Might have been more. I wasn't interested in conducting an audit, just in saving my eardrums and we left post-haste. Ten or so minutes later, guess who flies by us doing probably a hundred miles per hour or so? Passing on the right, naturally. Whatever, dude. A few minutes after that occurrence, I spotted a CHP cruiser on the shoulder. Being a concerned citizen and an unrepentant jerk, I gave the officer the Cliff Notes version of my observations. If the CHP drove DeLoreans, he'd have been in 1955 before he'd gone 100 feet. We continued on our way, still reveling in that lovely empty bladder feeling. Not five minutes later, whom do we see being escorted off the freeway by our new BFF LEO? Don't think we stopped laughing for days. I've heard similar stories, and I've never experienced anything so blatant, but I've definitely experienced similar. I was a passenger in the car, and the person driving on the highway was speeding a little bit, and they said, oh, I'm kind of going a little fast, I should probably slow down a bit. Somebody on their left speeds right past them, and within a minute, we hear some sirens blaring. Could have been us getting pulled over, thank God that person was going crazy. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, want to keep pestering me? That's fine. I'll just wait till the last minute to do it. I have kept peace with my passive-aggressive expletive mate for way too long because a lot of the things they have done, in the long run, really don't matter, but unfortunately they will freak out over the littlest things. When we first signed our lease, I was always one month ahead on rent until spring 2023. I received a refund around this time and I paid my rent for 7 months. Now, in fall 2023, I'm still waiting for it but got a notification two days ago it was sent. Takes three to five business days to clear. In October, I put my portion of the rent on my credit card and expected my refund to be there by the end of the month. But if not, no problem. I'll just charge it again. $25 fee for cards. If I had to. Last week, I got a message saying not to forget rent, which annoyed me a little bit because, again, I've never been late. I acknowledged the text and moved on because it's not that big of a deal. Today I got a morning text saying rent was due today and that they thought when I got my refund that I was paying through February so they don't have to worry about it. No, I pay for several months ahead so I don't have to worry about it. I checked our lease agreement and we have until the third of the month to pay before payment is considered late. So instead of paying today with my card and getting a fee, I'm now waiting till Friday when I'll have my refund. As long as you're complying to whatever contract, lease, rent agreement, whatever, and you got the money and you're paying on time, 
Don't let anybody pressure you into paying faster or giving them the more convenient option. As long as you're upholding your end of the agreement, you're good. This next story is paying a Comcast bill. Almost three years ago, I moved to a new place and my internet service provider changed from Comcast to Verizon. I was pretty sure I was paid up, but got a final bill from Comcast for about $50 a few months later. It was already late at this point and they threatened to send me to collections over it. It was my bill. Wasn't an issue paying it, but they just treated me like crap. I found out that you can make tiny payments. Two cents, three cents at a time. Couldn't do the same charge because it would throw an error saying that amount was already pending, so had to add a penny each time. Every day I logged in and paid around $1 using tiny amounts. This took some time, but on the third day of logging in, the account was fully closed. I'm betting they were getting destroyed by credit card fees and just said to heck with it. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do? Suspend your account and then still demand the money from you somehow? What do you want me to do? Send a check one cent at a time? I not too long ago finally got away from Comcast. My wallet feels much better and my overall service does too. Our next story is, I hope you like the surprise I left you in the toilet. I'm female 30, currently staying at a place for work that has Jack and Jill rooms. Separate rooms, share a bathroom with a stranger. I've never had to share a bathroom with a man prior to this day. The people booking rooms try to avoid that situation, but it happens. I just finished my night shift and got back to my room to find my side of the bathroom door locked. My neighbor has not made that mistake this entire time, but oh well. I called security and they opened the door, no problem. Nope, big problem. My neighbor had clogged the toilet and left me to handle his crap. All he had to do was call maintenance, but he left that for me. Four hours later, the toilet is fixed and I can finally sleep. My revenge? Today is my last day. I'm checking out at 4pm and fly back home. I'm going to leave him a used tampon floating in the toilet as a tit for tat. Knowing that this guy went and used this toilet, clogged it all to heck and then just left it there? With OP leaving that tampon in the toilet, they're probably going to do their business, just pile on top of it or try to flush it. And if it doesn't work, they're just going to leave it until they check out, probably. This guy's a fiend. Our next story is, call me every day during two weeks while I'm sleeping, offering me a change of phone plan. I will make you lose your time. This happened a few years ago, when I used to keep my phone on call because of uni during the times I would try to make a small nap in between classes and studying slash more classes. Also, caller ID system wasn't as good as now. So, no way to know if it was a spam call, if the number had the same area code than you, or without you paying a good amount of cash to your cell provider. Here, it's common to have call centers offering you a change of phone plans, or even a phone company. The call centers seem to give a phone number list to each of their workers, and wait to see if they manage to lure the users to agree to a seemingly good change. Every time I would want to sleep for a little while by the afternoon, I would get called. Every time I would answer, the exact same woman with a very recognizable accent, not normal for this place in the country, would talk to me about changing my plan. I remember cutting the call at first, then I decided to ask her to stop calling me at those hours, to no avail. Then I opted on not answering her when I recognized the number, and she started using others. So one day, after two weeks of dealing with this woman calling me, she finally called a day I was up, and I decided to let her talk. On this, I should say that I was aware that most of these people are trained on leading you to agree, even if you cut the call or don't want the change. How? 
by dividing their speech in small sentences and asking for you to confirm if you understand. If you happen to agree with them by saying yes or making an agreeing sound. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. They could use that recorded call to say you have agreed with them. Well, every time she asked for confirmation about me understanding what she had said, I just hummed and she kept going on. After five plus minutes that seemed like an eternity, during which she told me how this newer plan would have cheaper calling fees, cheaper data package, unlimited SMS in between people of the same company, and a lot more of good improves by a reduced mensual fee compared to the one I had back then, she decided to ask me if I was willing to change my plan. I told her that I wouldn't, and that was when the facade fell. She started sounding annoyed because of my reluctancy and asked why I wouldn't agree to that plan. I said that I didn't want it, and she asked again, not before proceeding to number all the improvements I would have, and how that also came with a cheaper payment plan on a condescending tone. Dear Reddit, I was happy we got there. I told her I won't agree because most of those plans have a small lettering that almost always claims an increase of the fee from the second year, and a clause that bans you from abandoning them before a certain number of years passes. Therefore, making you to pay that first year reduction on the upcoming ones by double or more. I asked her how much time was that new contract obliging me to stay, and how much would be the increase over the second and third years. And she said she didn't have information on that but still kept claiming not understanding me, not wanting to pay less during the first year, along with all the spiel about the advantages I would have, while sounding very annoyed. 
I told her once again that I would not agree to any change of contract or payment plan without all the info on the subject, and especially when not being able to read or know about important information like the obliged extension or monthly or yearly increase. I asked her not to call me ever again as she did during weeks because I would never agree to any phone plan change without signing a physical copy at the physical location of said phone company. The entire call probably lasted for a good 10 plus minutes. After that, the calls from that particular caller stopped. Maybe it wasn't a big revenge, but it felt so god dang good to finally be able to nap free from annoying calls while knowing I wasted her time. P.S. I get people have jobs like this, and most of the times I just cut the call and leave them to use their time on annoying other customers. This time felt different because she constantly bothered me while I was tired, and asking her not to call at those times. Also, never had another telemarketer get annoyed and sounding condescendent while explaining me things. Depending on what company they worked for, their job security may very well depend on getting people to swap over to this new contract. As long as this wasn't like a scam caller. That said, if this was from your phone company, I would go immediately to the do not call list and then report them. As long as this isn't some untraceable, hello, this is Microsoft Windows support from some unknown region of the world where you don't actually have any trace of them, you can actually report the ones that say, yes, we are with phone company. Also, nowadays, does anybody actually use caller ID anymore? I feel like the very rare times I do get a caller ID from some company, it's like a godsend. It's either somebody in my contacts or it's a number. This next story is free phone call for a couple of years. Less petty revenge and more going with the flow. In the early 90s, pre-cell phones, AT&T had calling cards that you used when you were at a public phone to charge the call to your home account. You just entered the 16 or so digit number while making the call. They also had a program where you got back three cents for every one dollar of call using the card. I used mine to call home from Penn Station and someone must have seen the number, was a fairly common scam then, and one Saturday morning I got a call from AT&T fraud asking me if I made any calls to Costa Rica, like $23,000 worth or maybe $3,000 or so to Mexico. Obviously I had not. We then cancelled the card and I disputed all the calls. One at a time, it took hours. My bill was fixed, except they could not reverse the rewards payment. And after manually disputing each charge individually, I was peeved and just wanted it to stop. I ended with over a thousand dollars in credits, as even with a cancelled card, a smaller number of calls were still made on it for six months. I guess I looked on it as payment for my time. I'm surprised they didn't just like pay their IT guy to somehow make black magic happen and just correct it. I'm just surprised they didn't try to do something shady that they probably couldn't do but try to do it anyways like cancel your account, replaced it with a whole new one and been like sorry due to errors this is your account now with zero credits sorry. Our next story is coworker was a bully, got free stuff. Disclaimer, this happened over 20 years ago so I'll assume the statute of limitations has well passed. Way back when fairs and festivals would give out cool stuff, the better the stuff, the more details needed. Credit card companies would give out bags, doodads, gadgets, etc. By the way, I love free stuff, but don't want extra credit cards and telemarketers calling me. Enough of background. I worked at a company and had a very annoying and bullying coworker. I honestly do not know what I did to set this guy off. Well, company folded, and I and a few others were tasked to clean up and get rid of everything. 
While I was cleaning up HR, I found, let's call him Dave, the employment records. Dave's details were there, social security, address, phone number, all the stuff I needed to get free stuff. I memorized all, and each time there was something free, I became Dave. Filled out forms for credit cards and got free swag. Need a phone number for a non-existent cruise and get swag. If it was free, I was in. Whatever was at the event for free, I gobbled it up under his name. Car dealerships, credit cards, telemarketers, you name it, Dave got mail and phone calls. Never knew the outcome, but I got free stuff without the bother for two years. Man, it must be so nice to get all those little credit card companies squishy stress balls, all of those absolutely identical white pens that have the company name on it and have two different colored plastic bits at either end. Am I to believe here though that OP signed them up for credit cards? Like as in OP doomed this guy to getting hard check after hard check? Whatever their credit rating was before, if they got these hard checks, it probably plummeted. Our next story is, someone talked down to me, so I got her fired. She was from the HR department. This was back in 2019. I had worked at a call center for two years. I took phone calls, trained people, worked overtime. Sometimes they'd even just have me walk around and answer any of my coworkers' questions. They scored our calls and I never received below a 90. Now for Amy. Amy had only been working for about a year. She instantly disliked me because I was dressing a bit alternative, professional but alternative. I was on some new medication for my funky little brain and it didn't react well. It made me more blunt. A customer was arguing with me, saying I was stupid for not giving them a promotion item that was not going on. So I told them flat out that I was right. She started screaming. So I said I'm not taking the abuse and hung up. Seemed reasonable at the time, right? If I was right, there wouldn't be a story. I got called in the day after next. They fired me for hanging up without a warning. Edit, my manager was included in all the meetings and they talked to me before HR the day before. Also, a hang up without three warnings was an automatic fire. I told them I'm on new meds because I'm bipolar, so they couldn't fire me for that. But they needed paperwork proving I'm bipolar. Fair enough. Then comes three months of calling numbers, getting things sent out, only to have Amy tell me they didn't receive anything. When we had meetings, she would talk down to me. Tell me being good at my job didn't matter because I was only still there because of my excuse with your meds. She even ignored two of my managers saying I deserved to stay because I was great at working. She kept on saying my paperwork was lost. Later, we were all working from home, so I decided to move and she found out, telling me she had to approve it before I did so and that she would approve it. I moved and about two weeks later, she broke me. She had me scheduled for three 12-hour days in a row, which I had said I cannot work those in a row. Amy told me I needed to show up or there would be actions taken against me. I got online and started working. At lunch, I logged off and sent an email to everyone, saying that I had great managers and co-workers and it was a great job, but sadly I just couldn't stay because Amy was making my job rough. I named her in that email. Then I logged off and went to sleep. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I got a call the next day from the head of HR begging me to come back, saying that Amy decided to leave for a different opportunity and said we could discuss a raise. I said thanks, but no, and never looked back. Honestly, I don't know what it says about me, but if I were an OP situation, the fact that this went down, they fired Amy, and then they would come crawling back to me being like, please come back, we'll give you a raise. I would be so stuck between the decision of leaving the company that screwed me over and allowed this to happen in the first place, or accepting that they are coming to me begging me, saying I'm basically so important to them, they want to throw their money at me, just telling me that I'm so important, I guess it would make it really hard for me to just stick to my guns and say no. This next story is, my father keeps hanging up the phone while I'm still talking, so I decided not to call him back, and that's why his house lost electricity for a while. I just read a post about someone's dad who never hangs up the phone himself. My dad's the exact opposite, and it reminded me of an incident that happened a few weeks ago. My dad disconnects the call once he's gotten what he wants out of it. No goodbye, no, I'm hanging up now, no, anything else? It drives me bad crap crazy. I take care of the utilities at his house, i.e. I pay his electric and phone bills. A few weeks ago, it was time to pay the electricity bill but I was having bank issues and the payment wasn't going through. I called him to let him know this issue and to ask if he would mind paying the bill himself this time as it was the last day for payment. I am not exaggerating when I say I had to call him six times just to get this one point across because he kept hanging up thinking I was done speaking. I almost threw my phone at the wall, it was so frustrating. I think all he got from my call was, today is the last day to pay the bill and he assumed that I was calling him to tell him that I'd paid it. I was so frustrated at that point that I didn't call back. If he doesn't want to listen to what I have to say, he may as well bear the consequences of it. Two weeks later, the electricity connection to his house got disconnected. He called me up, shouting about unpaid bills. I calmly told him that I'd called him about it, and since he kept disconnecting the numerous calls I placed, I assumed he had it handled. Anyways, it's almost festival season in my country, and I'm so busy that I won't be able to sort out his issues for at least another two weeks. He's going to have to figure it out himself. Have fun taking multiple trips to the government-run electricity board office, dad. Edit to clarify a few things and stop hateful DMs. My culture is Indian. The festival season I spoke of is Diwali. I own a small business which is in high demand during Diwali, and I'm going to be working 10 plus hours a day for the next 14 days, weekends included. I'm not off partying in music festivals as many of you seem to think. I did not text him because he doesn't read texts. If he gets a text, he'll call that person and then hang up on them too. It's true that two weeks is not enough time for anyone to cut off electricity, but my dad's connection was already on notice due to late payments for more than a year and he already had the connection disconnected once. It's why I'd taken over the payments since the past three months. I didn't leave my dad with no electricity for two weeks because he did go to the office, and electricity will be restored by tomorrow. 
About my dad being a jerk or people saying I need to go no contact with him and calling me a doormat, yes, the Indian culture demands a certain level of respect for your elders, but it's not all-encompassing. My respect for my dad stems from my generally good relationship with him. There's one or two things that he's really bad at. That doesn't mean he's an entirely bad person. I showcased one of his bad qualities in this post, but he has numerous good qualities as well. I pay his bills because I want to, not because he needs me to or he asked me for help. He's perfectly capable of it financially. No person is perfect, but I try not to make a habit of vilifying anyone for a few flaws, especially not my own dad, who is probably very proud to have me as his daughter. I'll take him to visit a doctor in two weeks time to check for neurological diseases like dementia. How funny would it have been though if he called OP raging and as soon as OP tried to clarify why they didn't pay the bill, they just hung up at that point. Why don't I have electricity? Why didn't you pay the bill? Blah blah blah. Oh well dad, I click. Dad? Our next story is, I let my father pay for an hour long phone call. He was too lazy to terminate. My father is very grandiose and entitled. He expects other people to move out of his way when he walks down a sidewalk, expects others to open doors for him, prepare drinks for him, pick up his litter, etc. One of my pet peeves is also that he always expects others to terminate phone calls. Regardless if he's the caller or just answers the phone, he can never be bothered to press that red icon at the end of the call. He just puts his phone on the desk and expects the other person to terminate the call. I half suspect that he does it to eavesdrop on people if they forget to terminate the call. So he called me while I was doing some bathroom cleaning and I was up to my elbows in dirt. I managed to press the button to put him on speaker, dirtying my phone in the process so I could answer his call. He gets mad if I don't. But at the end I said to him, you hang up, I can't touch the phone now. He just pretended he didn't hear me and slammed his phone on the desk. After that, I could still hear him on the other side, cleaning his throat, typing on his laptop, etc. But I didn't touch my phone out of spite. I finished my cleaning, took the stuff out, did some more chores around the house, etc. All while leaving the phone in the bathroom. I went back to check every so often and he still didn't terminate the call. He only did so after about an hour. He works just over the border in another country. So enjoy paying your international rates for that jerk and learn to end your own calls. Yeah, see, this is a problem I just never have. I'm a very introverted person. I like my own space. I like the peace and quiet. If there is one thing that I am excellent at, it is pressing that hang up button as soon as the call is done. In fact, sometimes I might rival that other person's dad who hangs up all the time on them. The pain you feel when you hear, oh wait, right as you press the hang up button. And then you go into that little mini worry of, is he going to call me back? Or should I just try to call him back immediately and beat him to it? This next story is, came out to my cheating boyfriend by sleeping with his ex-girlfriend. I grew up in a very conservative country where I couldn't openly come out as bi slash lesbian. There was one guy that I was actually attracted to back in high school and him and I dated for a brief period of time. About two months into the relationship, I had found out that he was cheating on me with a mutual friend. I would later come to find out that he cheated on me multiple times with different people and it had started only a month into the relationship. I was very upset when I found out about it because he was one of the very few men that I was interested in. At the time, I still didn't have a great understanding of love and relationships. I decided to not say anything about it when I found out. Now, where I came from... It wasn't common to be openly bisexual or gay. 
The woman he dated before me was one of the very few people in my inner slash outer circle who was openly bisexual. She had come from the States and was a lot more liberal. She broke his heart and I don't think he ever got over it. One time when we were at a party, I met her and we clicked. I told her that I was curious and wanted to explore my sexuality. We got closer over the course of the next three weeks. Eventually, we slept together and that was a huge turning point for me. I knew I couldn't continue the relationship with him, so I decided to tell him. He was absolutely furious. The look on his face was worth every day that I waited not confronting him about the cheating. The sad thing is, he was more upset that his ex would do that to him over the fact that I cheated on him. I never went back to men after this. So question, I've heard a number of people say that if they've cheated once, they'll cheat again. Those people out there who say that, would they believe the same thing about OP in this situation, where they knew their partner had cheated on them, they didn't confront them about it, and technically they went and cheated on them as well? Is that too psychologically deep? Am I reading into it too much? This next story is, be good to your children. Both my parents were pretty terrible. My dad cheated on my mom, so after 26 years together, they ended up divorced. They hated each other by the time the divorce was final. My dad remarried, and he and his new wife stayed married until he died in 2015. My mother also remarried and ended up passing away in 2019. I wasn't in contact with either of them at their time of respective passing, so I didn't take any personal belongings. Nor did I attend any funerals or celebration of life parties. Both of them were cremated. My mother was buried in a cemetery in a town about 45 minutes from the city I live in, in a plot near her relatives. She had the plot for many years. She was not buried with her husband. He had died a couple years before her and was buried in a different state. My dad was not buried. His cremains were with his wife. She ended up getting remarried and contacted me asking if I wanted some of his personal items. Family things like pictures from my childhood that my mother had told me were thrown out old VHS tapes of family vacations and random books and his cremains. I said sure, I went and picked them up. I've been in therapy for a few years, working through all the damage these two people have done to me from birth to around age 40. I have so many disturbing and horrible stories. The things I lived through a lot of people wouldn't. I decided to take my dad's cremains and spread them over my mother's gravesite so they could spend eternity together. They hated each other, but I hate them, and now I feel a little bit of justice has been served. Well, if people who were willing and capable of treating OP the way they did weren't reuniting down below the old HE double hockey sticks, then at least the two lovebirds are reuniting at least six feet down below. Our next story is, when your racket with the local cops bites you in the butt internationally. This happened a few years ago when I was serving overseas with the US military. The location I was at was in a poorer area. There's a fair number of panhandlers, a lot of petty crime, and just people doing stupid crap. Well, one racket that goes on in this area, and apparently in other areas of the country too, is the local cops incentivize reporting vehicles without of-date inspection stickers. Apparently, they give these people access to the inspection database if they think the sticker is fake or stolen, which actually does happen. If you drive a motorcycle, one of the things they tell you when you get in process is to keep the sticker in your wallet and not on the vehicle or else it'll just get peeled off. Anyway, what these people will do if they find a car with an out-of-date sticker or if they run the plates and find it's out-of-date, 
They'll jimmy the door open, steal every single thing out of the car, and leave a note that they've taken it to the police station. The idea is that you show up at the police station to get your stuff, and they force you to pay the fine for an overdue sticker, and then give you a deadline for an inspection, or else you'll get another fine. Well, I came out to my car one morning, and lo and behold, there was a note on my seat saying that all my stuff was at the local police station because my inspection sticker was fake and I had to go get it. Now, not only am I late for work, my kid is also going to be late for school because there's no bus, and I have to drive her every morning on my way. Also, my inspection sticker is not out of date, so I have no idea what's going on. Now, here's the thing that was extremely problematic. I had put my passport and my wife slash kids in the glove box because I was taking them to the base to get some paperwork done, as well as grab some paperwork for my wife to apply for a new passport because hers was expired. I'm very forgetful, so I put them in the night before and made sure the car was locked. Yeah, dumb mistake. Anyway, I get to the station, ask them what the heck was going on, and then when I have them look at the inspection documents that the guy had taken, which clearly stated the car had been inspected and was current, they apologized and told me that they would give my things back and I had to wait there a second. I asked to file a police report for theft, but they looked at me like I had three heads and told me nothing was stolen, even though somebody had broken into my car and took my things. This is when a light bulb went off in my head and this might fall into the unethical category, the guy had taken official US passports, which might be a problem, but probably nothing would come of it, since they were turned right into the police. However, I asked him where my wife's passport was. They told me that whatever is there, is there. I said I needed a police report, because I needed to contact the US Embassy about a stolen passport and the fact that this police station would know exactly who the person was that stole it because they had dropped off my things that morning. I have never seen someone's attitude change as quickly as that cop's attitude changed. He tried to talk me out of filing a police report, but I was pretty insistent, so I went ahead with the police report and then I did contact the embassy and reported the passport stolen and gave them all the information of the police station. And when I got the police report, I emailed it to them as well. Wound up getting a free passport out of it for my trouble. The embassy told me they were going to handle it, and from what I heard, the person who broke into my car actually got arrested and fined and was looking at additional charges because he stole foreign documents. Really would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when one of the local cops rolled into wherever he was at and told him to come with them. I don't feel bad at all. Hopefully dude learned his lesson, and I didn't have any further issues until I PCS'd home. So my question is, let's say I drive here and my absolute beater has nothing in it, I'm dumb, I don't have my documents in that car. What are they going to do? What are they going to take? Am I going to get back to my car and find out they confiscated my passenger and back seats or something? Your sticker was out of date, so we've removed and confiscated your back bumper. You can get it at the police station. Or the smallest but most devious thing, we've confiscated all of your valve stem caps. Come back to the police station or pay $5 for more off Amazon. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.